if you were to only be remembered by your words, what would you say? What would your words be? Not to sound uh, cliche, but I I think that we ultimately that this everything is interconnected, and again, this whole idea of the web of life from this you know the bugs in the ground to the trees to the grass to the bunnies to the lizards to you know all the way up the the the, the mammalian chain to you know all everything is all interconnected um, and probably most likely comes from one source i mean to me it looks like that it's there is a oneness to it all and and most likely coming from one single source at, at one point in time uh, you know and that's probably not for us to figure out in this lifetime but I just everything that I've experienced in my life is that you know everything is interconnected and uh, I think that when we realize that that our behavior and actions change the way we you know that racist dude is you and you are him when you go back far enough I mean, we all came from the same primordial ooze, you know, <laughs> and and uh, that to me, that's a compassionate idea that will help you a lot in your life. But I, I think ultimately that idea of interconnectedness of the web of life and we are all a part of this and that we as human beings are, even though we've been acting parasitical, uh, we are don't have to be a parasite and we, we could play a massively beneficial role within that web of life. Uh, we have that potential. And if I hope we find it, because this world could be heaven on earth, potentially. We could have like a really epic place, even more epic than it is now. And I, I, I'm grateful for where we are now. I'm grateful for what we have, you know, that you and me don't have to, we don't go to bed every night worrying about what we're gonna eat, right? But we also realize, you know, maybe the way we're raising those animals is the best way. We should maybe look into doing this different, or you know, monoculture farming isn't the, isn't the, the full on answer. But nonetheless, uh, I accept our evolution where we're at. I'm optimistic about the solutions well, we shall, uh, that we shall put forth and that it all starts at a very individual level. Each and every single person uh, matters, truly. It's not about, hey, I got a million subscribers. Like, well, who are those million people? Who? Tell me about this one. Susan Johnson. What's her story? If nobody knows Susan, no one like really knows her, hears her, receives her, then it's not a movement, man. Who cares about the, the, you know, all the numbers and the followings and all that shit. If your neighbor is living next door to you and, you know, they've, they're not feeling, you know, they you're all alone. How, how can loneliness, we have more people on earth than ever and loneliness is an issue. So I, I do think that, that that idea of the interconnectedness of everything and that every single, like, part of it, every every little little juncture of the of the web every person every every soul of all species matters and uh yeah man <laughs>
all in due time, I'm sure we will. Without further delay, I give you Clint Culberson. There has never been a moment quite like now. People often say and feel the world is changing, but sometimes I'm not too sure. Is the world changing? Or are we simply for the first time becoming more aware of ourselves and the world around us? These questions led me to create Social Fabric, a podcast aimed at having conversations with thought leaders and explore the ideas that are shaping our world. You know, T.S. Eliot once said, we shall not cease from exploration and the end of all of our exploring will be to arrive where we started and know the place for the first time. My goal is that this podcast has that effect on you. I'm your host, Ramnik, and thank you for being here. So we made it. We made it. We're here. We're here. All right. So, Clint, we finally meet in person. In person. Um, I think it. I, I want to start by talking about what prompted us to finally just do it. You know, um, I was on Facebook, and you were near my house, just chilling at the river, and you just kind of were reflecting and stuff. And I'm like, man. He's like right there. And I'm like, he probably just finished that video like 20 minutes ago. He's probably driving, thinking about what he just did. <laughs> you know, I'm like, let me see if I could finally just lock it in, sit down with this guy that I've known for what, like a couple years? Like yeah, online, to be f- to, right? And, you know, we have, you were on my podcast video cast for the right. Words of Consciousness YouTube channel. So, right. you know, we have, we right. have, uh, we have history. <laughs> Yeah, we yeah, got history. Yeah, it's so, not in the flesh, right? And it's so crazy because we went so nowadays. Like, I've known you. We've had we've chatted and stuff, but this is the first time we're meeting, mm. which is such a weird. This would be so. This is so strange to describe twenty years ago. Mm. You know. Yeah. Which is really cool. Well, like I told you, I, I actually met my wife on Facebook. Right. Uh, you know, and right. to and she was living in Seattle. I was living in Phoenix. And, you know, it's in many ways, it's like a reverse way of meeting someone. You get to know who they are in terms of what they like before you even meet physically. You get to know what their heart is like before you know what their body is like, which is, of course, the opposite of like thousands of years. Right. I mean, you so initially you're always triggered by that physical uh, that physical experience first first yeah, yeah so to have it all reversed it's kind of fascinating in such a short period of human existence at least as far as we know right, right yeah yeah you know, it's well, pretty sweet you know i mean we met um i don't know when we first started like actually chatting directly but you know i think a common member of loc is like um she is like hey there's this cool group mm-hmm. you should join it check it out and i i just joined it on facebook and then I just started seeing like, you know, your posts and this and that. And then I slowly started to learn that, oh, okay, he's the admin. So he kind of maybe started this thing. And um, and then I just started kind of getting to know that community mm-hmm. and you through it. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know exactly when it happened when we just started interacting more one-on-one. But I mean, I'm glad we did because we, I think w- there's so many conversations I wish we've recorded, yeah. you know, because yeah. we just kind of dive in and. I feel like in that way we're very similar in that because your background is really fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you talk about on occasion, you'll bring up how you have a, you know, you have a degree from Th- Thunderbird School of Business, which mm-hmm. is a pretty top notch school. I mean, you have a pretty extensive, you there know, was. you know, like a commerce <laughs> background, you know, yeah. but you also have this side of you that's very much more on the spiritual side of things, more on the, environment more on you know just the real stuff Mm -hmm. you know and usually these two worlds are considered like vastly different sure or the opposite right yeah so i i just i really wanted this to happen just to sit down and talk about some of the stuff that we're seeing out there yeah you know and um i was wondering if you could share 
before we just chat and it, it becomes more of a more on more of a conversation which i want mm-hmm. is um tell me a little bit about loc lords of consciousness mm-hmm. maybe just a little bit about how it started and what you thought it would be what it is now to you and where do you see it going with that because basically from my perspective it's a it's a pretty engaged community um a lot of you guys know each other maybe a lot of you guys have never actually met each other still i mean it seems like a pretty mm-hmm. large group what could you expand a little on it yeah 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 uh well i suppose in some ways my own personal story is 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 all a part of the story of uh how the loc group the lords of consciousness facebook group started okay uh it started back in 2000 beginning of 2014 you know, I'm basically a Mormon kid who went on a Mormon mission and everything. I was a family man and every, and I still am a family man, just uh, in some ways a different family. But I, in 2011, uh, I had le- I left, decided to leave my religion and leave my marriage and really make a huge change in my life. I was 32 years old at the time and decided to jump out and because I knew there was just more. I, I didn't even know exactly what I was leaving for. I just knew that I had to, I had to in some ways almost be reborn to just discover the world on my own terms as opposed to just, you know, what I've been born into and so on and so forth. So do you think anything particular prompted you to do that or just? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, uh, there's a lo- I mean, there's a story to that too, for okay. sure. I mean, part of my experience with Thunderbird, uh, you know, Thunderbird uh, at the time was the number one international yeah. uh, business program in the world. Um, and, you know, half the student body is, is non-American, even though it's here in Arizona. It was, you know, it's mostly non-Americans. You have to speak a foreign language to go there. And I had gone on my Mormon mission to Paris, France. And so, you know, I speak French, uh, speak decent Spanish with, with my work and stuff. And so, you know, I could get in and uh, I was exposed to people from all around the world. I was, you know, and also living in Paris, even as a missionary, being exposed to people from everywhere, you know, and I'm, I'm here trying to share a message that, hey, we're the one and only true truth in the world. Right. Uh, This is this is it. God's church is here and I'm here to help, help bring you to it. And again, not to say that there's. You know, horrible things wrong with the Mormon Mormon faith. There is, I'm not, I mean, we don't have to get into all that, but just the the idea of like an exclusiveness in a world that's full of so much diversity. It's like, well, if all these people are God's children, what the heck, man? Like, this is such a crazy this this idea of like truth monopoly doesn't really make sense to me. And I, I just could tell that there was truth all around the world, and that I've been meeting so many people from different walks of life. That it was like, man, this just doesn't hold up anymore. And I'm, I'm, my get, my, I'm, I'm really feeling like there's truth in all things. Um, and anyway, so I had kind of moved on from it, and uh, been seeking kind of. I knew that there was just something wrong with the world in a way too. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that you know, the, the, what the mainstream culture that we've been kind of, I don't know, taught or just exposed to, or I don't even who knows how it even happens organically, just comes about that there was a real emptiness and a falsehood to it in terms of its promise for happiness, you know, like here's the path of happiness. Uh, And, you know, you just start realizing like, wait a minute, you know, the the material, this materialism uh, uh, path is a trap in a sense, you know, or this, this, this life of just trying to achieve status and, and wealth to, uh, as, and that, you know, once you get there, then you'll be happy and finding out that somewhat of, you know, a dead end, like so many are. Okay. Yeah. So LOC, uh, had come about cause I, I had started getting into topics like, for example, psychedelics, right. Uh, and I'm still working for a corporation at the time. So again, I'm this Mormon boy who's working for a corporation, who's doing business with like companies like Walmart and Target and Kohl's clothing stores oh, and no. all the big retail business, yeah. right? Right. So I, I'm just like, well, shit, I can't just start posting about, you know, magic mushrooms on my main page because I'm friends with a bunch of my people from work. I mean, this could cause me a lot of issues. And ultimately, it kind of inevitably did. Uh, eventually, people kind of got wind of like what I'm, what my belief systems be started becoming in terms of what are the things that I was like, you know, into. 
you know, in terms of the effects of cannabis and the and psilocybin and things like that. Uh, but I do. I wanted to create this a group mm-hmm. uh, on Facebook just so that we could have. You know, I can't talk about this on my main page because what I tell my grandma is not what I'm telling <laughs> my buddies who are into the same stuff I'm into. Right. So I try to. I mean, we made this group of like-minded people who are just trying to you know discover things of the world but beyond just even like the society of which we live in it was a group really based on i mean even i had shared my own experience of personal healing mm-hmm. uh and that path of you know personal development and kind of so many of us waking up from a life that we seemingly didn't choose that kind of chose us and we let it happen. Right. Uh, and maybe we spent a lot of years blaming other people for the situation we were in and then, t- then learning to take accountability and learning to, you know, uh, talking about like how um, as men we can, we can get in touch with our feminine side in a sense. And it was like I said in that video yesterday, it's, it's okay to cry, you know, as a man, I mean, geez, you know, there's there's all these kind of things that so many of us have been dealing with uh, if you're born into this world. Um, and so I started finding people who are having similar experiences and we all kind of came together. And I, it's it's a small group. It's not we're not we could have made it much bigger, you know, mm-hmm. 50,000 people just invite everyone, you know, kind of thing. But it was very selective of just when I was in all these other groups and I was starting to make friends with people online who were just, you know, maybe blew me away with this really like very deep perspective on something. And I was like, Oh, that person's interesting. Start engaging them, becoming friends with them. And then, you know, Hey, we invited you over to this group too. And you know, there's just like a group of 50 to 70 people probably that really took to it. And we, we started sharing our stories, Mm -hmm. you know, like where we came from and this is, really the magic of of what this group was was a collective vulnerability mm. by individuals so like in and vulnerability can be very uh contagious yeah. you know like once you're vulnerable and that guy's vulnerable and she's vulnerable well now it becomes easier for me to be vulnerable and so many people don't have don't have anyone in their life to really share this stuff with yeah. maybe their worst pain some people were sharing stuff like you can't even imagine the shit they went through, right? You know, right? The kind of like abuse, right. people being like pimped out, and people right. being, you know, like horrible things. You know, uh, there was we have one lady in our group who had her ex husband murdered her own children. Oh, you know, man. like as bad as it gets, yeah. kind of stuff. And yet, they've come so far. You know, and, and uh, seemingly, we come to find out that these seemingly horrible things that happen to us, uh, well, one, they can either ki- sink you you know, drown you Mm -hmm. or they make you like some epic person, you know, it's like, you got two chances here. This is saying these, some of these horrible things that will just crush you or you will will actually transform you into something like, holy smokes. I mean, oh, the most interesting people in the world really have had to overcome some pretty gnarly things. things, Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. Like you kind of describe you, you kind of created the group out of your need. Yeah, in yeah. a way, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and my own need for anonymity, or not anonymity, but just privacy. Yeah, almost like a place where you would think that in a open society, that's what you would want. Because mm-hmm. that's how things thrive. And like, and I mean, from my experience, I feel like, and that's kind of going into the politics of now, the culture now is like so, you know, these safe places, you know, safe places used to mean a place where you can say something that might be wrong. Mm-hmm. And you're still okay, that's it, but that's now it. safe places don't say something that could hurt me, mm-hmm. right? So like, it's almost changed in culture what, you know, the perception is of what we are allowed to say, what we're allowed to experience. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hope you haven't had you haven't made those mistakes, and don't say that out loud. You mm-hmm. know, like this fear of other people judging you or perceiving you in a certain way, and you know when you when you do that, you cultivate this society where you just don't talk mm-hmm. you yep. know you just bottle things up oh yeah you know and and you're you kind of out of your own need cre- it seems like you created this group because like let's just talk about shit exactly you know like whether it's right or wrong we'll we'll, we'll figure that out later let's like, put the idea out there mm-hmm. yep i think that's really cool yeah and i you know one of what Probably a lot of, in fact, a lot of the early members of our group I had met in the Terrence McKenna group, who Terrence McKenna is one of like, you know, 
to me one of he's in my Mount Rushmore of most influential teachers in my in my world. But he was he was someone who was like a true. He's like the next Tim, Timothy Leary 2.0. You know, he was an it was an advocate for psychedelics, but also just someone who had. Uh, who just had such a take on on existence and human evolution and human time and past and creation and the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, but one of his main main points is just even the smartest among us has no idea what's going on, you know. And his psychedelic experiences showed him more than anything that reality is way it's 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 beyond our comprehension. Mm-hmm. And no matter even what we think this is, it's way it's it's it goes beyond our uh, our horizon of understanding. And it's it, to me, it, that always resonated so deeply with me that that kind of that thought of like endless open mindedness and that the truth can handle any test you put it up against. That's what Terrence would say. You know, no matter what, okay, if the truth, if, if an idea is bullshit, eventually, if you keep slapping it on the wall of truth, it'll crush, it'll be, it'll be broken. Right. But if something is actually true and you keep hitting it, you know, it, it will withstand itself. It's, it'll surface. And, you know, we don't have to get overly emotional about what's true or what's not. It's true whether you believe it or not, right? That's the famous uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson t- uh, st- uh, quote. But uh, it's to have a space, like you're saying, safe, like, emotionally that people can share what they've been through and not feel judged by other people uh but then also be able to kind of cast their line with idea in the idea space yes and not feel like oh you're a fucking idiot yeah bro. that was already figured out a long yeah time ago. <laughs> exactly like, right well come on man i mean this we have to realize like a lot of the stuff we've been taught isn't as true as we might have thought right. not that all of it isn't you know we don't want to throw the baby out the bathwater. also but there's a lot of stuff that um, whether it was a it was there was an intentional lie or yeah. just you know a part, a true part of evolution or, yeah, or we're whatever just out. yeah we have to be able to question everything in, in so many ways and it's 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 a happier world when we can do that you know and I think uh, when you can create spaces micro groups right. you know I mean I think I think in any type of community you can get so big that there just ain't enough time in the day for everyone to know each other at some point, right? So the idea of keeping these groups smaller so that there's still like this personal connection uh, was something that we we did, and I think that was a huge success in having creating a, like a like a like an online community that actually had real impact on the on the actual real lives of individuals all throughout the world, mostly in the Western United States, but we had people and you know. In Europe, in Canada, I mean, the East Coast, all over the place. It's pretty sweet. You know, that's interesting you said that because that's really true, especially with social media. Mm-hmm. The the default idea you think you want is, hey, I'm going to start something. Mm. And one day there's going to be 7 billion people in this. Yeah. You know, that like that's oh, yeah. like where your mind goes, right? But when you think about it. That's our it, capitalistic brains. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, well, it's <laughs> we like. We must an, have all the yeah, market yeah, share. Yeah, exactly. But like, it's like the member, <laughs> you know, like everyone should be involved in my great idea. Yeah. Right. But yeah. what, what that also means, and you kind of just said it, is that's a noisy fucking chat room. Yeah. You know, like no one's going to hear anything. You know, so keeping, intentionally keeping it, it like a size where people can still have meaningful engagement. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't think it would have gotten as far as it did. Yeah, because it's a, there's we're actually we've actually there's a core group of people, especially that have spent real time with each other. Mm-hmm. We've gotten to really know each other. We've gotten to know about the good things, you know, the bad things and the ugly things, all of it, you know, like, and that's like real friends, you know, right. and I don't know, I. <sighs> I don't think we're going to save the world with just ideas. I think that there's a, you know, if the world's even needing saving, but really whatever the term is for us to push forth our human evolution, I think there's a lot of people that need to do some healing and who've never felt heard. who've never really just, that's it. Just seen, just to feel seen, just to feel like, Hey man, can I just share with you my story and get it out of me? Cause I've never been able to. Yeah. Just that alone is like, that is it's almost huge. more impactful than talking about, you know, solar energy and all, you know, all that stuff, right. even though that's super important too. Right. 
But I personally believe that if, uh, you know, in the, in the place that we are within the world, that if we don't keep up uh, with our own, uh, you know, hum- if humanity doesn't keep up spiritually with our technology, we're in big trouble. Right. You know, if technology outpaces our own spiritual progression, we're, you know, we're getting to the point where one day, you know, it's like uh, people, people can make, you know, uranium bombs in their basement kind of thing. I mean, yeah. we're eventually we're going to, we, there are scientists who can do that kind of stuff. There are people who can uh, cause a lot of pain for the world because of this advanced technology. So I really think that in some ways we are in a, in, I don't want to say a race, but maybe it is, I don't know, but I do think it's, I'm, I'm, I think the emphasis on healing, uh, healing people, as many people as possible, uh, is is vital you know and uh to really heal someone it can't be it's not some mass movement it's got to literally be one person at a time yeah there has to be a lot of groups like this not just like you know don't join our group start your own group you know and you know and to create these safe spaces for people to be able to kind of get all this stuff out and and then be able to you know help create their new futures because you know, this stuff is really important, I think. And uh, when people people can then go forth in their physical world with a more clear lens, because if they're still got all this anger and angst and self-doubt and like guilt and all that shit that happens from our early life of all this, you know, the story we're born into, um, you know, that affects your direction in your physical life of how the, the solutions you see for the world if you're coming at it from an angry place, you're probably not going to be the best solution that you're capable of. Whereas if you can, like, you know, you know, uh, sanctify the temple in a right. sense, you know, yeah. like down all the, the lens from within now can be clear so that you now can bring forth to the world the solutions that are needed, if that makes sense. No, it totally, you know, and that kind of resonates with me in terms of the way you, the way you say, like, creating these places for people to talk I mean, do you think, you know, one thing you said that I, I came to the same conclusion at some point in the last like five or six years is that technology has, we've, we've progressed so much technologically to make life so easy for us. Mm-hmm. Just biologically, we haven't caught up, you know, yeah. just mm-hmm. like the things we were pr- programmed or like in our evolution we had to do for ourselves all the time mm-hmm. like 200 years ago we had to do a lot more to get food on the table than we do now mm-hmm. and then a thousand years ago we had to do even more mm-hmm. you know and now all of a sudden everything you know amazon prime you know amazon prime <laughs> that shit you know yeah. like so so we have i feel like we have so much more time to think mm-hmm. than we've ever had and i think that's where the troubles start because we haven't Mm. ever had an opportunity to just think through things because we never had time, Mm. you know, I mean, as a collection collective, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely. So, so, I mean, I think, where do you think this is going in terms of, because you're kind of, I mean, I feel like I'm seeing this more in the Western culture of, you know, a more focus on yourself, like Mm. inward, inner engineering, you know, like more internal stuff, more than external stuff. Do you think, and I hope it's not a fad. I mean, obviously the commercialization of it Mm -hmm. is there and everything, which is natural, but do you think it's a real, like it's happening? Do you, I mean, do you feel that from just the way, you know, your experiences with LOC and everything else? Yeah. Well, I'm a, I'm a true optimist. I will say, I mean, I, I don't know why, but deep within me, probably ever since forever, ever since I was a young child, I'm like a deep optimist. I think that whatever's happening on this earth is a good thing. Like even though all the crazy shit you, we see, I do believe it's just a part of our evolution. And, you know, and, and we as individuals at least born into these, you know, avatars, you know, I was born in 1979, this right. guy, blah, blah, blah. You know, it, our scale of the of this whole big picture is so small. I mean, it's like we're just these little tiny guys that live for ninety years if you're lucky, yeah, and then gone. Right. You know, right. It's it's like trying to talk about forests when forests live on a totally different scale. Like redwoods are living two thousand years. You know, it's like 
So it's just a totally different time scale. So when we look at like a, like right now, you take a snapshot of right now, you can see chaos. And if I do the same thing for my teenage son, I start getting real pessimistic. Like, oh my gosh, he can't figure out how to take the trash out. He can't. Oh my God. If I, he's, he's, it's hopeless, right? I mean, anyone who has a teenager, like if, if, if even when you were a teenager, what if that was where we said like, you know, the status of your life was who you were when you were a teenager. Thank God we don't do that. Right. I think that we're in that same state as as humanity, and uh, I think people. I think there is a uh, an awakening. I know it's such a cliche word that, that so many people don't like the you know the woke culture, yeah, all that yeah, shit. Yeah. But I don't. I you know maybe we're just tired of the word. But there's whatever that symbolizes an awakening. Uh, as in, as in we were asleep at one point, and now we're are we are not whatever that means, uh, I think that's for sure happening. I think there is an unveiling taking place, you know, like the crimes of the, the governments and the corporations are, they're all being unveiled. And it's, and yeah, the, this, you know, it's not like all these people are brought to justice right away. This is like a humongous, massive system and uh, and something that's been going on for a very long time. I mean, they all it's like, uh, human history is continuous, you know, like we are the products of slavery or, or even Roman civilization or Chinese civilization. I mean, it's all like, uh, you know, our forefathers, uh, in the sense, their history con continued right into where we're at, you know, what we're experiencing on a geopolitical level right now in 2019 it came from the, as a product of World War II in a sense. So when you keep going back forward and it's all interconnected in a way. Right. And uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually super positive about it. And even though it's really uncomfortable to, we've had this technology of the internet that's shown us everything, right? Now we're exposed to a lot of the, the dark side of our, our culture that we, we were believing in. And I don't think that, it doesn't just like not we don't just wake up tomorrow and we're in heaven on earth you know we're creating these like heavenly societies it might take generations but i think we're at least waking up to where we're wrong and where and and a lot of people are starting to realize they don't maybe don't know what path to go down like what's the what's the right way but we're figuring out collectively what's not working and you know maybe we demonize each other over the solutions kind of like the political system we live in the left the right they see different they see a different strategy for the solutions but there are a lot of people agreeing on what's wrong and that's pretty good i mean that's a good place to start yeah progress let's not stay focused there but yeah. yeah you know let's hey good okay this ain't working uh and i do think there are more men like we're talking going back to what we're talking about of uh, you know men being able to show emotions and things like that I think that's changing. The younger generation, too. I don't think that's as big of an issue for younger boys as it was for, you know, uh, baby boomer men. You know, those guys had it really hard when it came to that kind of stuff and keep going back further. And it's like, oh, geez, man. I mean, your great great grandpa was not, you know, uh, crying over uh, over. You know, whatever he wasn't letting out. He wasn't. He wasn't talking about his emotional, energetic, energetic body and yeah. things like that. I mean, he had no idea. So, but I do believe though that this, this is what's happening is is a progress, and that this these solutions that we all know are waiting and waiting to be done at a mass level, and we're all really frustrated that it's not happening quicker, and it's like, what the heck, you know. Yeah. But it's it's I think it's coming and it's it's slow but sure and I think uh, we get real impatient uh, as a human being but we don't realize we're on it's like trying to turn around a giant cruise ship, yeah. humanity doesn't get turned around uh, like a speedboat it's like it's like it a, takes a minute a bitch, <laughs> yeah man. yeah no I I think that's you know um, when you're paying attention to anything even on like a global scale like something huge I feel like you see it because you're paying attention to it. But like you said, it's a giant ship. And for like the entire global consciousness to grasp that, hey, this is a thing, it's a problem, we need to change it. I mean, that's, it's a wave that's, like the thing, the best analogy I've ever come across in recent times, do you ever see that movie Interstellar? Oh yeah, you I know, own it on Blu-ray, bro. Yeah, you know, you, know, you know the scene where they think it's a mountain Mm -hmm. but it's a wave coming at them. Oh yeah. It's like that. Yeah. It's like 
you don't realize that it's such a ginormous change that has to happen. And that change being awareness mm -hmm. of something and it, how long it takes for a collective to understand that and digest that, that, you know, you see it and then we become impatient because we're like, oh, well, here's the answer. It's so easy. Like, why aren't we doing this? It's like, mm -hmm. well, we got to get a lot more people on board and it's going to take some time, yep. you know? Yeah, I, I think the average person, no matter what their political affiliation is, even take the, all the Trump supporters, okay, that so many people want to demonize. Uh, they're all, if you're a Trump supporter, you're automatically a racist person. I don't think that's actually true, even though I don't agree with Trump politically, not on all things, some things, but not all things. And, it, you know, definitely not his general persona and the whole deal. But uh, I think most people are good people. Like, they have a lot of love in their heart. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that are angry and all that stuff, but I don't think most people are not, would never start a genocide, you know, would, you know, never like really want to poison a river and do all the crazy crimes of the world. And, you know, I think most people are good people who want more peace, uh, that, that accept the fact that, Hey, you know what? I know we're all a bunch of, you know, intelligent monkeys, but we can all, we all deserve to be on the planet no matter what color skin you are. You know, we don't have to get too crazy here in tribal, you know, it's, it's all good. Like most people are kind of figuring that out in 2019. Um, it's I mean, you're seeing, you're seeing it though, right? Like, I mean, I mean, maybe it's the media sensationalizing it a little bit, but I mean, you're seeing this divide at least mm -hmm. politically here in our country, you know, it's so polarizing. It seems that like, mm -hmm. you know, Oh, if you're on, if you're in team red, then I can't associate with you whatsoever. You know, it's, yeah. it's becoming pretty, it seems like it's becoming pretty tribal for sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, you know, uh, cause you strike me as a pragmatist. Like you're, yeah, yeah. you're just like, kind of like, Hey man, like I'm not blue or red. I'm purple. You know, it's, yeah. It's, like it's weird. Cause I always say like, I'm a, I'm a socialist libertarian, which of course both sides would be so angry yeah, uh, if you. I said yeah. something like that. Right. It's like, right. yeah, you know, like I, Hey, I actually think a collective medical system would probably be a good idea. But then I also feel like, dude, uh, I'm, I'm a libertarian when it comes to like government stay out of my stay out of our business. Right. You know, if I could run the, the if I could become the head, the head boss of, of the country. King for king for a year. King for a year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would make it like, hey, as long as nobody's pissing downstream, you know, um, then we should be free to do a lot of the things we want to do. Um, you know, I, I think. I think everything's so nuanced. It's so it's it's that it's breaks people's brains. So then it's just too easy then to paint black and white. You know, good team, bad team. Yeah. You know, the good guys, the bad guys. The you know, and I I just think well, how uh, do how do you change that? How do you like? Well, I mean, from a political perspective, or what? Do sure. You, I mean, it starts socially, right? Well, I think it's the same thing actually. Like politically. I think the idea that we have to have like a collective political will for 300 million people is fucking crazy. Nutty. I mean, you and me talked about this on, on my podcast. It doesn't make any sense. And I don't think our government was set up for that originally. Originally, the United States was set up that the states themselves would kind of be able to have way more control over what takes place. Right. So to for us is to go back and forth at this federal level from two different political philosophies, why not have states have way more control over this? And if you want to live in a socialist state, go for it. If you want to live in a in a libertarian state, hey, that exists too. You don't like it, move to another state. And as opposed to the way we have it right now, where it's just it's just this constant fighting and it, it can never be successful at that level. So everyone will just every four years you'll want the other team because the other that guy those guys didn't deliver on their promise of you know making changes oh, well we'll try the other team again and it goes back and forth back and forth and yeah. i to me though i i see i see a pragmatic approach even even when i see candidates like andrew yang 
Tulsi Yang Gabbard. Yeah, yeah, the Yang Gang. <laughs> it's like I was telling you my theory of American second generation American Asians are here to save our, our country. <laughs> I dude, yeah. I you know, short side note, you know, when you told me like you sent me some voice notes and it was on my birthday on Facebook Messenger. Oh nice. And I was like, Oh man, I can't believe I missed that. And then mm. I went back and listened to all those. Yeah. And I really appreciate your like kind words and everything, but it's like I think there is this thing that you're talking about where the conversation is not, there is so much nuance to everything. Mm -hmm. And if you can't allow that to happen in a global debate about mm -hmm. anything, like you're just not going to get anywhere. Yeah. And, and the problem is when you don't have those conversations long enough, then you have a generation of people that don't know what the fuck is going on oh, yeah. or how it works. Yeah. Or why did it work this way in the past? Like, it's really important to understand why something was the way it was, how long it was, even if you want to change it. Mm -hmm. So you never go back to it. That's fine. Fair enough. But why was it that way? Can you at least, there has to be this kind of sense of this empathetic sense of our history that mm -hmm. I think, I think so many people are going to just lack because they just don't know. Yeah, maybe we are there. I mean, I do think the younger generation, you know, they get criticized for a lot of stuff. And I think that in, in some ways they are way ahead of the game that compared to the old generation. But I think in some ways they are, uh, they're behind. Mm -hmm. I mean, two steps forwards, one step back. But sometimes, you know, it's it's three steps back, one step forward. So yeah, uh, there is a, there can be de-evolution that goes on throughout these generations, you know, based on you know right we well, yeah, that's another topic for another time in terms of like you know the dumbing down of the population and that, you know that all that stuff but um you know i do think the younger generation it's like it's really important to understand history yeah you know like i was just saying every it's not like our situation donald trump did not happen in a vacuum yeah yeah it, it, he happened in a continuum yeah a continuum that goes back to the history, you know, the beginning of this planet. Right, right. right. I mean, it's all part of it. If only we could know all the, the gory details. But, right. you know, uh, and it's important to kind of see that. And then also, uh, I do believe it's important not to be overly judgmental about the past because it was a different, again, if this is an evolution, you know, how can you go back to a, how can you get mad at an at a eight-month-old for not being able to talk? Ah, you dummy. Right. What's wrong with you? Yeah. You know, it's like, well, you're only eight months. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, that to me, like from what I can see, that's like the left culture swinging way too much that way. Right. Like this cancel culture type yeah. mentality where, oh, you said what? Oh, you did what back then? Or mm -hmm. I mean, even if you've already recognized it as a mistake or whatever or whatever it is like. Well, Thomas Jefferson had slaves. So right. does does that mean everything he ever said should it all be negated? Yeah, exactly. And and the scary yeah. thing is there's so many people are like, yeah, screw them all. Yeah. You know? Like Martin Luther King cheated on his wife. Should we is he I mean, should we push delete? Just discard that. Control all delete yeah. on him from yeah. the history books. Right. So like th <laughs> those are the things like when you look at history you s we see it as like all right, page 1. And this is what happened after. Mm -hmm. And this is what happened after. But like, our history is so organic. And there were so many things happening mm -hmm. simultaneously at all times. Just like right now, this very moment. Like, it's very hard to capture what it meant to be an, a real person in 1920. Mm -hmm. You know, we have this vision in our head. Like, oh, it was the roaring 20s. Like, everyone was just like in tuxedos and you know, dressed up and going to parties and stuff. That's like, no, that's not mm -hmm. all that was happening. Mm -hmm. There was a lot more happening at that time, oh, you know? Yeah. So like, and not recording it, not knowing about it, forgetting about it, dismissing it, saying that never happened. Like that's scary, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. just out denial. Like that never happened, you know, mm -hmm. like, I don't know. Well, it'll be interesting to see in the future how, Future generations will have tons of video footage. I know, right? Yeah, like like you can't. unlimited video footage of now. Yeah, you know, and can you imagine even fifty years from now going on YouTube and being like, "Holy shit!" There, this video was posted sixty-five years ago. That's gonna be crazy. That's gonna be that us. Kind of stuff. That's gonna be us. You know. Yeah. You know, exactly. we're we're gonna be like, 
what was the first video <laughs> you ever liked on YouTube? And we're going to scroll yeah. down like 50 years yeah. and be like, oh man, it was this guy playing guitar on a grainy camera mm. phone, you know? Well, I will say, I do think there's an element of understanding what's, you know, history in a sense. I'm saying present history, if that makes makes sense. Like what's going on in the world right now? You don't, re- you, I don't think there's any way we can really know until several decades from now. It's almost like you, you need to pull, pull yourself away from it to then go, ah, you know, and that happens in your own life. I mean, you break up with a girlfriend or something and you're like, just like, what's happening? And then, and then a couple of years later, like, oh, geez, now I get like what was happening in my life, like why I was doing that, why we were doing that with each other, you know, like why we broke up, like, oh God, now I finally get it. But in the, in the moment, it can be just kind of chaos. I mean, I see that now. I, and I will say though, I think we're going to look back, you know, I think we're going to look back at this, this the first couple decades of the 2000s as just pretty eventful and, and actually like very uh, like quintessential decades of, of creating a new, a new world. And I do believe, I think we're like, we're in, there's a p- element of humanity. There's an old system that's dying and a new system that's trying to get, that's trying to be born. Mm. And, there's a lot of labor pains, if that yeah. makes sense. And yeah. it doesn't just happen in a blink of an eye or a snap of a finger. It takes, you know, generations. Uh, but I do believe it's gonna, it's going to come forth. And we'll look back at these time periods, like, and go, oh, Donald Trump makes so much sense. Oh yeah, duh. Of course that, of course, that kind of guy would show up. And in many, in many ways, we maybe we need him. You know, I always say, like, take. I mean, I would take Trump for example. There's an element of Trump that's just so in your face. He just will say anything, which is awesome because all the other politicians said what you wanted, but then did other shit. Whereas in some ways, Trump will just be like, yeah, that country's a shithole. Even though every other politician thinks the same thing, but they would never say it because it's, they got to be this like weird, you know, weird face that they, they show. And in some ways, Trump is like a refresher, but then also Trump is is like so in your face even about like the corruption that takes place in the world and it's like very it becomes more obvious which is awesome because the humanity needs to wake up to what's going on and the way the systems are working and how there's you know like the money and politics issue and all that stuff is it needs to be brought out into the forefront and everyone sees it and then you can't I mean, they can't hide it anymore, you know? A lot of this, so much of this stuff has been so easy to hide from generations past because, you know, there was three news outlets or the, that kind of thing. Where now we have this gift. Terrence McKenna always says, you know, the internet was that, was that technology that fell out of the back of the military truck and bounced off the road and into the weeds and the local villager came and got it and, and they didn't mean for that one to get out, but it kind of got out. And then the internet, you know, and now you can see the subversion tactics that they're using from at a big level to try to rein it back in, you know? Yeah. But I don't believe it's going to work. I mean, I don't care how many videos Cats YouTube, out of the bag. Yeah. you know, how many channels YouTube censors or Facebook censors and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, the truth's going to, if it, even if it means a new platform. Right. And it might. Maybe in the future we're going to have, maybe YouTube becomes, renders itself uh, uh, less powerful because people are just not going to stand for it. Like you can, you can't censor forever. Mm-hmm. At least I hope so. I mean, you know, but that would require us to, to say we, we, we accept nothing but the truth. Right. You know? And if you're, if this is a platform that's not going to be co- you know, that. down with that, then fuck you guys. We're going elsewhere. Right. You know, we'll see. Again, two steps forward, one step back. Sometimes people get scared. You know, somebody gets shot because of their try to, you know, bring the truth out too much. People get real scared and then want to, you know, okay, I'm good. I don't need to push anymore. But I think this time uh, there's so many people. It's kind of like the the counterculture movement of the 60s kind of got stopped by a lot of those assassinations. I think there's too many Robert Kennedys and Martin Luther Kings and all those characters that were led by these big leaders. I think there's too many people now, uh, too many MLKs out there now that they can't kill them all. Right. And that the more and more of us that are, you know, uh, speak up that and just yeah, come, that come just, out and yeah, 
accept nothing else but the truth, whatever that be. Right. And whatever part of our world that you're you choose to be an activist in or, you know, again, help create that solution. Um, you know, there's this thing's gonna change. For sure it's gonna change. Yeah. Unless the world gets blown up before then. Right. But I think I think we can prevent that. Well it's good to be an optimist. <laughs> <laughs> well you are too. And I, I and then, like I was telling you, you know, with my whole theory of how you know second generation Asian Americans are going to save the country with their, <laughs> with with being unemotional, uh, pragmatists, rational beings, you know, who don't have generational karma all built up into it, like the blacks, the whites, and the you know the Latinos do here in America. There's just so much history, you know, for like hundreds of years of, and then even Americans as well. And in some ways, these these Asian Americans come here, uh, and within a couple of generations, are coming just seem to just not have like a, and I think well, they just seem to have a very rational approach to what's happening in the world, and I I think it's awesome and it's very much needed, and you can see it like we were just talking about with those Democratic candidates who right who you know they're just looking at it. they don't they don't have like a. They just seem to have far less of an agenda right. or, or just some, uh, they're just kind of looking at it like, a, okay, problem. Yeah. All right. We went into the, 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 the boardroom and it, we're going to went into the war room and figured it out. And yeah. then here's the, here's a great solution. And it's right. okay, man, I love it. And I, I, I think that's beautiful. I think it's, uh, I welcome, it. I hope we, I hope we vote in Asian people just, <laughs> <laughs> just for that reason alone, man. I think, I think that's, I think it's interesting you say that because I don't know. Maybe there is a little pragmatism seeping into the duopoly, you know, mm -hmm. the political machine. And but I, I think there's just, you know, I always come at it at a with a practical sense of like, you know, I don't think business is evil. I don't think business is good. Mm -hmm. It's just it's a mechanism, you know. Yeah. So you can use it either way. And when the profit motive is attached to something, then you just have to know what that means. And it's like very it's like there's no hidden agenda it's just mm -hmm. it is what it is like if it's a profit motive and you have a prison system then what do you think is going to happen yeah like it's like mm -hmm. like these are very like just basic concepts you know so but when you go out into the into the war you know into the into the political theater of things and like start talking this way it's very polarizing because mm -hmm the nuances get lost yeah. in, in just all the noise, you know? And mm -hmm. I think, I think the more people that come out that way, like I, I'm always convinced that, you know, politics isn't like a spectrum to me. It's, mm -hmm. it's a wheel. Like, you know, it just, if you go keep going left long enough, you'll end up in the right, you know, mm -hmm. like, and if you keep going right hard enough, you're going to end up in the left because that's always been the limitation I've seen with ideology ideological thinking mm -hmm. is that it dictates what you should be thinking. And I feel like when you do that, at some point you're going to go against pragmatic logic. You're just going to have to say, well, this is what we're supposed to do, yeah. you know? So, and I think the more people that can disassociate that dynamic are going to, are going to end up being that new voice. Yep. And I hope so because those are the kind of people I would vote for. Absolutely. You, you know, yeah, I mean, do you really think Andrew Yang is a Democrat? Like a dude, he's a logocrat he, he in Democrat yeah, clothing. Exactly. To me, he's like, a logocrat. You know, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, he don't care. Yeah. And, and good. I know he doesn't care, and I know he'll say it because he has to. You know, like yeah, so I'm definitely a Democrat, and you know, like whatever. But like, you can just feel it, and I feel like that's what we're hopefully getting, moving towards. Like these la the labeling thing. I mean, I have, and most people I know do not call themselves anything, right? right? You know, oh, I lean things, I lean here or here with this topic and I lean here with this topic, but I feel like most of the younger generation now is like pretty reluctant to to try to, you know. Put, go in know. a camp or something. Yeah, because yeah. it just, you can just see the trap in it. Yeah, but you also see like a lot of young people that are just like, oh man, sometimes I lose hope, Clint, in tw on Twitter, <laughs> I just lose hope. Well, <laughs> I do too on some level. Like, dude, yeah. I have my days. I yeah. have my days. But I think uh, to I mean, as they show with the like the hundred monkey theory, you know, it doesn't really to make change on the world. You don't need everybody. 
You just right, need right. a small percentage of people, and they'll they make it happen. And, right. and I hate this. Don't, if you're listening to this, you're probably somebody who's actually part of that group. You're not a part of the group that's just going to wait around. But I, I think it. You know, if you have ten percent of people uh, who have a consensus on something, that's really powerful. And a lot of times, that's enough to get it then done. Then all of a sudden, yeah. it just sweeps across, and the other people just sit around. They're just there's a most of the majority of people are just waiting around for it to be done for them. So whatever is given to them, it's just okay. Here we go. Uh, and, but it's a, it's those small groups of people who are trying to like vie for the the steering wheel in a sense uh, to be the driver behind it. But you know, I I, I think there I think that, that that small group of people is growing, and that there are enough people who are kind of coming online, you know, in their own life of seeing things from like a more holistic view. And I don't mean hippy dippy. I just mean holistic, meaning that we are all a part of the web of life. You know that everything on this planet is interconnected. That's proven by science, you know, and that any action within the web sends out a ripple effect to everything. Whether you can monitor it or not, it's happening. And whether it can be measured, you know, uh, well, a lot of times you can't measure that. And only or until years later. And then you realize the impact it had, you know, like, oh, shit, we did this. Then this happened. Then this happened. And bam, all of a sudden we don't have a river anymore. You know, or you name it, whatever impact that we've been seeing from the industrial era, like, oh, shit, this is kind of uh, we're starting to realize like, whoa, man, we've had a major impact. And, like, you know, the soils around the earth are dying. You know, there's a lot of species that are starting to go extinct. We are in an insect like apocalypse going on right now. And it's like, whoa, wait a minute. Maybe we should not all be spraying pesticides, you know, like (laughs) maybe some bugs are okay. Right, right. And it's just kind of like trying to, but like you said, I really like, you know, one of the things I love about you is you don't demonize anything. And I think that's vital in this world where in the world of polarization, the goal really uh, from, from an enlightened point of view is then to depolarize. How can we how can we look at the situation in a depolarized lens? You know, and I, and and I, I think, think that's if you can come up with that, those are that is that's the answer. It's that middle road in a sense. But I think that happens all inside, like mm-hmm. it happens inward first, because to me, it doesn't matter what anyone says. Mm-hmm. Like you can't hurt me with your words. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like that sense for people isn't there in the collective, I feel like. And the more we can become comfortable in our minds, I feel like then you can be more confident in having discussions with people that you don't agree with. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have to agree with everything you say. Oh, yeah. It doesn't hurt my feelings. You can say whatever you want, you know? Well, and, you know, coming full circle in our conversation, you know, it, it's going back to kind of that personal healing and personal like your own the the the, the, everyone's should be on a journey of self-awareness here and when you start realizing that like when you have self-acceptance of yourself no matter what anybody else thinks that when you really know who you are um then other people can't really sway you yeah you're kind of like wait does that match who i am because i know who i am right so if i know i am you know uh, I can't be just swayed by ideas because I want you to accept me. Right. Oh, Monty's got a lot of money. Like, oh, Mister, Mister Johnson, you're a, you're a CEO, and and <laughs> I just want to be accepted by you so much that I'm willing to cook the books for you. You know, like yeah, that's right. what happens. Yeah. It, it, or you name it, it goes. That, yeah, it's a ripple effect. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, your whole life, and there's a whole lot of people out there that are living that don't really accept themselves. Right. Don't really love themselves and i know that makes a lot of people the self-love concept makes people uncomfortable i mean that's a new buzzword now too right like self-love self-care this that you know true like where do you think i mean there's truth like you said there's there's truth in everything Mm -hmm. right but everything gets commercialized Mm -hmm. and people lose the point of why like the truth behind it right so it'll take self-love right if if self-love the concept of it has two sides i get cynical sometimes one side of self-love is ego to like a narcissist yes and i know guys like that within the spiritual communities i know tons of them in fact i personally believe that you know a lot of people that monetize um some of these spiritual practices or the wisdoms of the universe, I think they've, a lot of them kind of go, they, 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 
they go they're out of balance they're in that shadow side of self-love you know and it's all about me and the, I, I need a million subscribers and because i'm bringing the lord's work to everyone you know that kind of thing you can get way out of whack with that but i think if you uh if you're on the right side of it and if you're in balance with self-love what you, my own personal experience is that when you go down that road of self-awareness and truly find an, a, a deep a deep acceptance of yourself, that you realize it's not all about you actually. When as you keep going further down the path, yeah, um, then all of a sudden you s- start realizing it's I am everyone, yeah, and everyone is me, and that is the deeper truth. And then you're going. You can't just go find your find yourself love and then go live on an island, right? And uh, you know, jerk off all day and and surf and you know have margaritas and you know it's not that's trust me that's a dead end path too. Right. Where where you have to realize is then that if your brother how can you how can you um, uh, how can you just stay bask in your self love while your brother or your sister is suffering. Because I think that that is a, that is like the extension of self love. When you blast through that self acceptance, you realize then it's all of us. We're all in this, and you know this whole this whole life is is a it's a collective thing, whether you like it or not. Even though that guy annoys you, even though the Trump supporters annoy you, or even the fact that racism still exists on the earth, that's annoying, right? But it, it's real. So do I just say that guy's an asshole and doesn't ex- deserve to exist? Or how do I try to like, you know, if I have a chance to meet a guy who sees the world through a lens of racism, you know, try monkey money, mind bullshit. I understand it, though. I can understand it. You know, like a guy who, who, who sees as his his monkey tribe is superior right. and the other ones aren't. I mean, I get it. It's, yeah. not, it's, 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 tr- it's primal. It yeah. goes way back. I, I mean... We all were like that at one point. There was a time where, you know, some other human tribe was on your, uh, in the outskirts of your boundary. Like those people could be coming to like kill you. So like yeah. you didn't, you didn't, you know, you wanted to make sure your kids are, are breeding within the tribe and don't go over there. Those guys are bad. And right. I get where this is all coming from, right. but how can now we enlighten a brother or sister who's so, who's, who's in my mind mentally sick um, because of their own life experiences, where they see a lens of the, the, see the world through a lens of hatred and and separateness. How can I just, hey man, I get where you're coming from. You know, you don't like the other monkey tribes. Let me just throw something out there, brother. Yeah. And maybe, maybe through not judging him as a racist guy, maybe we can build a bridge of of seeing a new a, a new way. Maybe not. Oh well, fucking move on to the next or whatever. It, I mean, you're not gonna. We're not, you're not going to save everybody. I mean, I think that's crazy too, but I think there are people who are yearning to be, to take their life to the next level. And that if you yourself have been blessed to, uh, you know, be further along in your own journey, that you can also help those around you with the flashlight and go back in and say, Hey dude, I know how to get out of this. You got to take a self accountability. So, you know, I see that, but you can't do it for them. But at least you can go back into the into the dark forest and and maybe lead a couple people out because right. you knew, you know, a couple of tricks that worked for you and and just a little compassion, like, dude, I get it. It's okay to be lost in the forest. You don't gotta like be up too upset about it. Everyone's lost in the forest. I I mean I think what you're saying is like, I think that's like the true spirit of, I mean the it's a buzzword now, but like a guru, because a guru isn't really a teacher. It's like someone guru means like to give light, you know? So it's like you're lighting a path. You're not telling people what to do, right? So, and that's kind of like an old teaching where you don't just stand in like a circle where the answer is and yell at people to come here. Like you go where people are and bring them to the answer, right? So like having that kind of empathetic approach to opposing views is... I think how we bridge that gap, you know, and like people need to understand that you are not your ideas, you know, disassociate yourself from whatever you think, you know, you know, we're observers of everything. That's it. You know, like to I, me, I believe some stupid shit in my yeah, life. Yeah, like I'm, I mean, thank God you didn't freeze frame my life at that one moment, and then right? that's me forever. Right. So, like, I mean, when you disassociate yourself from ideas, you don't 
you know, you're not going to take things as an attack on yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, if I say, hey, your idea is full of shit, it's like, okay, I'm not saying you're, you know, I'm not attacking you. I'm saying the idea you think is true is not. So like, it's less of, it's not an attack anymore. Like, what are you mm-hmm. going to like, if someone says I'm an idiot, like, okay, like h- how does that, I don't like, for some reason we internalize that mm-hmm. and say, oh, he, he called me an idiot. Like th- we almost react as if someone physically hit us. Sure. You know, right? So, and what do you do? You you bottle up, you know, you become defensive. You don't care what he's saying, you mm-hmm. know? And that's what we're seeing because people think whatever I hold to be true, this is me, yep. you know? And like, you got to rid yourself of that. Well, I think a wise person uh, understands that nothing is personal, even when things feel super personal. And that goes for your interpersonal relationships. I mean, forget, you know, pe- just people that have totally different political ideas as you and you're trying to bridge that gap or just you know in the business world or whatever the heck it is but even with your spouse your brother your sister your friends i mean it's that that's uh that's a reality man hey everyone thank you so much for listening if this episode made you think and you wish to reach out with a comment or a question Record your voice and send us the file at socialfabricpodcast at gmail.com or record yourself on my website. I'll provide the links in the show notes below. Be sure to follow this podcast on Facebook and Twitter and also join the exclusive Social Fabric Facebook group and engage with other listeners from around the world. Until the next one, be well. Be well.